Hi, I'm your gang leader dad that hangs out at high school parties, Allison. <laughs> and I'm the New York sophisticate here to corrupt the small town boy, Evan. <laughs> and we are Cheryl's bitches. That was a good one. Those bitches. That was a good one. We are here to discuss chapter 10, The Lost Weekend. This is an iconic episode of Riverdale. It's very, very iconic. Um, just there's so much that happens in this episode. <laughs> there is so much. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's almost, it's not even too much because it's a very short period of time that the episode discusses. And there is no, I think we've it's talked a- about some episodes that are like very the mystery focused and Jason Blossom focused and this is just high school antics it is high school antics but in like the most chaotic and fun way like it's not like normal high school and like teen drama antics it is just pure chaos for 42 minutes and I love it you're telling me you never played secrets and sins in high school (laughs) yes that's a very accurate and real game that people play um so Jughead starts with a monologue and I feel like they're trying to tease that this is gonna like end in a chaotic party I mean they do like show scenes of the chaotic party like during the monologue but it's all about like teenage angst and how teenagers are searching for a sense of control and like maybe I'm just a crazy person but I instantly connect this like Betty's whole deal this episode where (laughs) (laughs) like I guess I've been to therapy but like he's talking about oh teenagers want to control but they're gonna lose control at a party party and I'm like oh my gosh this is this is about self-harm my mind did not go there (laughs) um my mind went to just Jughead being pretentious (laughs) I was like, I feel like Jughead took a philosophy 101 class at one point and has just really made that his whole personality. Um, Jughead's whole character. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was just like the existential dread is a bit much right now, Jughead, just like a bit much. Um, but yeah, yeah, the intercutting with scenes of Archie's party, like flash forward, was interesting. Was not expecting that. Um, and then we get a brief exposition moment where Fred comes upstairs and is like, Jughead, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be out of town for your birthday. Sorry. Gotta go, though. Bye. Uh, <laughs> convenient. <laughs> Very convenient. Um, and then we get a quick scene of Fred and Archie talking on the porch where Uh, We learned that Fred is going out of town to finalize his divorce with Archie's mom. And Archie is, like, in a mood, which is, like, kind of justified. But also, I need Archie to grow up. Um, Just, like, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, we finally get some details about their relationship that we find out that Archie's mom moved out two years ago. Um, Archie tries to suggest that they maybe fix things and it does feel like okay Archie like yeah like this is very like kid of divorced parents but like 
I don't, by the time you're like 15, it's like, don't you kind of give up on the parents are going to get back together and live happily ever after? Like, Especially I don't know. when they've been separated for two years and like clearly have not been speaking frequently. Yeah, I'm like, that's rough because your mom straight up left you. Like, <laughs> like that's us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, your mom doesn't even come visit you. Like, that's, it's not going to work. That, it, there's, there's not, there's not really coming back from that one, Archie. Um, but yeah, Fred is like, no, like, that's, this is, our relationship is, like, over. There's nothing you can do. Like, it's just over. You need to accept that. And Archie gets kind of pissy. Yeah, Archie is pissy this episode. <laughs> um, speaking of people being pissy, Veronica is <laughs> very pissy because their, the attorney for Hiram is over, and he says that that Hermione and Veronica need to give character statements um, for Hiram to lessen his sentence. So Veronica is not into it because she now is kind of like against her dad, um, but Hermione's gonna go with it. Yeah. Um, and then because Veronica's upset, she immediately runs to the school lounge to have a very personal <laughs> private conversation with Betty and Archie because that's where you have those um and Betty and Archie tell Cheryl or Veronica that the Blossoms may have been responsible for her father going to prison and Veronica's like shook by this news and Millie's like oh maybe I did judge my father too harshly um so that was that was a fun moment for whoever was playing pinball at that free period (laughs) (laughs) another crucial piece of like insider information just being openly discussed (laughs) how it is um because it's Jughead's birthday Archie tells Betty that it's his birthday she didn't know which again look the whole through line of this episode is that Jughead doesn't like his birthday however how could Betty not know if they were childhood friends how could Betty not know his birthday because even okay like spoilers but Jughead kind of tells why he doesn't like his birthday and it seems like Betty should know like it's I don't I don't know it doesn't make sense but whatever Archie tells Betty that it's his birthday and she genuinely has no idea because Jughead doesn't talk about it and that like all Jughead sorry They were, like, in elementary school classes together. She would, like, have a general sense of, oh, this is when Jughead used to bring in the treat. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Right? Like, I just, (laughs) I don't know. Like, there was some, there had to be some birthday acknowledgement that Betty would know about at some point in the past 15 years. Like, it doesn't make sense. But she really doesn't know. And I guess Archie... Or Archie and Jack have to have a tradition of seeing a double feature at the Bijou Awards. Is this the first Bijou <laughs> reference? Um, this is and, the first Bijou reference. Yeah, iconic. And that's um, Archie says, you know, I usually take them, but you should, Betty, because you're his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Archie's like, okay, yeah, cool. Just like the old days, the three musketeers. And Betty says, you know, there were four musketeers. And I guess that meant she wanted to invite his father. So Betty calls FP up and invites him to Jughead's birthday. And um, FP is like, um, 
no, I think this is a really bad idea. Like my son hates surprises and the only thing he hates more than surprises is his birthday. So like the best thing I can give him is simply not acknowledging this and staying away. <laughs> and she's like, hmm, I disagree, but okay. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of seems to have a sense of who Jughead is because we've seen that this is what Jughead wants, but Betty will not give up. So she she wants to throw a surprise party for him with her without FP's help. And she talks about this with Betty and Art and Veronica in the school cafeteria, which I think this is the first and maybe only time we acknowledge that Riverdale High School has a cafeteria because I don't think it's ever done again. <laughs> Right? I was like, what is this? What's I know. I was like, this school has a cafeteria? <laughs> it's not even in the student lounge. No. Um, they kind of get that. Anyways, so um, Archie's like, again, like throwing a party is a bad idea. And Betty and Veronica are like, you're stupid, Archie. Let's do it. Um, but then this is interrupted because Chuck appears and Kevin announces this by saying, oh my God, don't turn around. Holy Chuck, I think his lats got bigger. Not that I care because he's evil incarnate. King, moral king. Kevin. He said I'm not getting canceled. Kevin is just like the human embodiment of gay Twitter. <laughs> That's true. Um, Chuck is back and he approaches Ethel. And Betty walks over because he's very, she's anxious of, you know, if he's going to say anything to Ethel, but he's actually apologizing to her. So, mm, sus, do we believe that? Betty certainly doesn't. He says, you don't have to go all dark on me, Betty. And I'm like, was Chuck, did Chuck coin dark Betty? Like, That's what I was wondering. I think Chuck coined dark Betty. That's insane. <laughs> That is that is wild. She kind of reclaims it later, I guess, but it just seems like I don't. I don't remember I don't, I don't, mentioning it I beforehand. Betty's Betty's flipping out though, and Ethel's like, yeah. "No, it's chill. Like you don't have to worry about me. He's fine. He's being nice." But she is not having it. Um, and she's of course doing her Betty <laughs> Bettyism and digging her nails into her palms. Um, because I don't know, she's trying not to yell at Chuck, I guess. Um, she then goes back and they're like, what's going on with Chuck? Um, they also mentioned that he was suspended, which really brings into the question, the timeline of this all. Cause in, in my understanding, the dark Betty incident happened like maybe a week into school, like not very far into the school year. And if he's just now coming back and it's now like winter, it's at least like late October. So he's been gone for like over a month. It's a long suspension. Which is okay? a long suspension. Yeah, I don't know. It's convenient for him to be back. So back he is. So at the Riverdale Writers Room. Um, but yeah, so then they're all kind of shook that Ethel's like, no, he's just apologizing. And uh, Veronica says, Chuck Clayton doesn't have a contrite bone in his muscle-bound body, which I found funny. Um, 
And then Archie's like, okay, screw it. We can use my house for Jughead's party <laughs> because of this. <laughs> Duh. Duh. This connects, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Betty will not is a queen and she will never give up on anything. So she shows up at the construction site in person to try to invite FP to the surprise party. She begs him and um, we don't really know if he agrees or not. We'll see if he shows up. You know what this whole instance made me think? What? I wonder if Betty is a Taurus. <laughs> don't we know that? Don't, isn't that confirmed? Is that confirmed? I feel like that's said later. Oh, it makes too much sense. As a Taurus, like, it makes too much sense for her to be a Taurus. She embodies all of Taurus's worst qualities. Let's see, do we know when... I don't think we ever get a birthday scene for her, do we? I don't think we do. Someone, there has to be no. There has to be no. We'll, we'll do some like research. We'll do, we'll, we'll we'll do back some, to you. We'll um, get back to you. <laughs> what? Um, then Alice arrives uh, in the blue and gold, like, writer's room and says that Principal Weatherby has approved her to be the blue and gold advisor. So that's what she's going to be doing now. Um, and then she starts having a heart-to-heart with her daughter, um, natural segue. Uh, and... Um, is like, oh, you seem to be really like fallen for Jughead. And Betty asks if she shared everything with Hal when they first started dating. And Alice is like, I did, and I regret it because there are things about myself that I struggle with, and he has used them against me. So don't trust anyone, Betty. And Betty's like, no, I trust Jughead. <laughs> I just feel like this is me giving advice. <laughs> Alice so funny because it is such terrible advice and it's just so we don't see characters giving bad advice enough on television but I feel like it's very realistic because like Alice isn't gonna give good advice like come on she's Alice this is this is true to character it's true to character it really makes me so for a second I was sitting there and I was like are they trying to set up that like there's a dark Alice because she's like there are things about myself that I struggle with and I was like what is it she's gay <laughs> I was like I think there might be a dark Alice and then I was like um, whatever anyways we um, find it out this episode we like, find out this episode because <laughs> I just did not expect them to set this up this early on I thought that was a later development that they had not even considered Anyways, okay. Um, that's why I was like, what are they doing here? Um, and then Alice actually, in a good parenting moment, I think, kind of validates Betty being like, yeah, you should trust your boyfriend. Like, that's important to do. But just, like, be cautious. You're in high school. Which I thought, in the end, good advice all around? No. But that little nugget maybe has some truth to it. <laughs> there you go. She got, she got one good piece of advice in there. Oh. Um, so sure. then... Archie talks to Jughead about why Jughead hates his birthday. Because <laughs> you want to open my rose? This is what I'm referring to, but I wrote <laughs> at Archie tell. <laughs> at... It's not even that funny. At Archie tell Jughead PTSD about it, pretended to be normal. <laughs> 
<laughs> which obviously means that at Archie's, he Jughead tells him that he has bad memories about his birthday because his family pretended like it was uh like they pretended to be normal on his birthday. They didn't like acknowledge the fighting and everything else that was happening. They decided to like treat his birthday like they were trying to be a normal family. And that was inauthentic to Jughead. So he ate his birthday. There you go. Jughead said, I really relate to next to normal. Um, and then... <laughs> oh my God. Next to normal? I wonder if next... they do an episode. <laughs> I wonder if that'll come back. Future reference. <laughs> um, so then uh, Hermione comes home and Veronica's reading a bunch of papers. And she's like, uh, weird, what's going on? And Hermione's like, okay, so here's the tea. Um, Archie overheard the Blossom saying that they put dad in jail. Um, and I went through all of our like records and I found that the Blossoms, um, uh, according to these sheets, the Blossom Maple Syrup Company has been paying Lodge Industries like a lump sum every month for 75 years. <laughs> Which does not... Is Lodge Industries that old? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, good point. Because what we know, and we find out more details later that confirm it, but I believe the impression we're supposed to have is, well, actually that's not true because Fred says, until you chose the rich yeah. guy. So I think in season one, Hiram is supposed to have like generational wealth. Okay, but they just, okay, they do not, go they with that story later but i guess but, in season one this makes sense okay fair enough i think in season one it makes sense but it does not make sense moving forward yeah. um but yeah so then veronica's like oh this can prove that hiram may have been set up for jail and um we should like tell people about this and hermione's like uh yeah that's a good point but also this gives your dad motive to murder jason so like let's just keep it on the dl yeah, honestly, correct choice. <laughs> yeah, like smart. Good thinking, right, Hermione. Veronica uh, is given extremely... how accusations fly in this town. <laughs> T. Um, Veronica is extremely mad about this because she now is on her father's side, I guess. I don't know. She's mad at Cheryl because Clifford Blossom put her dad into jail. So the only way to settle this argument is obviously to do a cheer off to settle who is best. Um, you have seen, you have seen this clip. If you, even if you've never seen an episode of Riverdale, you have seen Veronica's dance and the cheer off that their, their cheer outfits are, I don't even know if you can call them short shorts because they are not shorts. They are Very like, true. <laughs> shorter than any pair of shorts could be considered legally <laughs> yeah um i think some important notes to this is that veronica insists on having this cheer off um because we live in a democratic society um <laughs> another thing that this cheer off brought questions to me of um first why is leadership of the vixens determined through a dance-off b <laughs> why are the sophomores in charge they like offhandedly throw off that cheryl's in charge because she's a blossom 
Um, so if like that's the case, like the blossoms just automatically become in charge of the river vixens. Who's in charge when there's not a blossom? Because like there's a blossom for four years, and then there's like at least like mm, give or take eighteen years until there's another one, probably. So well, if we learned one thing about Riverdale, it is that sophomores rule the school. Okay, Archie's the football <laughs> captain. He was competing with Reggie for it, like. Jason, who's allegedly Cheryl's age, was captain when he was a freshman then. They yeah. let the young I'm, people pull. I don't think there's any seniors. I don't. I'm kind of convinced that juniors and seniors were like killed off in a plague or Urged something before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> like they just don't. COVID, like so something <laughs> happened the juniors and seniors all died and now it's just sophomores yeah so they do the little dances the dances are something um i cannot comment on their actual goodness because i don't know anything about cheer dancing but they are um it was entertaining you know what you know what you can hate you can be a hater i was I entertained watching. it was entertained um Veronica wins unanimously uh and so she tells everyone to leave and then on their way out Cheryl stops her two vixen like friends people who have no names as far as I know <laughs> and have never spoken and says <laughs> this is a long quote it took me a while to write it down you catatonic bimbos didn't even vote so your stuttering sap heads are too dim to exercise your own rights and you've got the combined vocabulary of a baked potato. Consider this your last practice as river vixens and your last week as my social handmaidens. You're fired on all fronts. That's all, shoe bitches. <laughs> Look, all I wrote down was shoe bitches, but like, I love that she just has these minions but at this point, they need to get rid of the minions for like plot reasons. And they're like, this works, this works. The dance off, then they don't vote. And then like, oh, it was a lot just to result in Cheryl. The only thing we need from this is that Cheryl is now mad at Veronica instead of them being friends. Yeah, I want like, a, I want someone, I, I want to do a close reading of the quote. Like I really do. <laughs> Just because so much happens in it. Big potatoes. The combined vocabulary of a baked potato is just the best insult I've ever heard. It's so good. Uh, Anyways, um, also, how is she firing them when she's no longer like the vixen queen? She well, has no power. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do fight back come on they can't even talk that's so true they don't speak anyways <laughs> so um back at archie's house fred calls archie and says that they're not he's he made it to chicago but he's not gonna meet his mom or his wife not his mom <laughs> his wife until the next morning when they're meeting with the lawyers, um, Archie is sad because that means they can't, you know, possibly reconcile or anything like that. Um, and he grabs a bottle from the liquor cabinet. So he's ready to party. Yeah. 
Archie was kind of a dick to Fred about this. <laughs> in my opinion um because Fred was like I'm sorry like he calls and is just like listen I know that talk did not go as well as like either of us had hoped like let's work through this and Archie is just like yeah you were bad in that talk and I need you to get back together with my mom Archie's insane (laughs) but he's sad but anyway so now he's going to be coming out um so then Cheryl arrives at Pops and uh, strolls up and ta- talking to someone that we don't see and offers to form an alliance with them to take down Veronica and Betty. And then in the last second, it's revealed that it's Chuck and they're gonna, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So that's what they're doing. There you go. There you go. Snakes snaking together. Um, Veronica goes to talk to the lawyer and he still wants her to give a statement. Um, she's like, no, I don't know. Um, and the lawyer gives her a letter from Hiram, again, from prison. And it is essentially blackmailing her. He is saying that, you know, thank you so much for giving a statement for me. Because if not, then your mom could be implicated in some of this stuff. And then I don't know what would happen to her. So it's basically forcing her to give a statement or Hiram's gonna, you know, make something up or tell the truth that her minor was involved. We don't really know, but either way, then her mom could be in trouble. So now Veronica is scared. Yeah, he's blackmailing his daughter by threatening to throw his wife in prison. God, such a nice guy. I stand by my father. (laughs) Veronica episode one. So then uh, at the Bijou, before the movie starts, uh, Betty and Jug are talking about Chuck. And they like, Betty's just like, "Mm, everything's fine. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Everything's fine. And then um, uh, it's like, why didn't you ever take me to, or think to take me to this? And Jug says he didn't think she'd be an American werewolf kind of girl. And she says that she is all about the beast within. Now this, no, I hate them, but this is a good bughead moment. Come on, I'm all about the beast within. Uh, And I must say, Betty is wearing a sweater that has a crown on it. That's like Jughead's crown. And I'm like, I wrote Low this key. at the next scene. That is so cute for his birthday. Come on. I was like, Betty in the Jughead sweater is actually really kind of iconic. So they're at, uh, so at Archie's, they're waiting for Jughead and Betty to get back for the to yell surprise and kick off the party. Veronica walks in and they all yell surprise, but because she's in a pissy mood, she's like, do I look like Jughead to you? <laughs> Um, the close inner circle that made the list is Veronica Ethel, which like, okay, I, don't I thought know why she she's was there. just, I guess she was kind of friends with Betty. I don't know. She's friends with Veronica, right? I don't know. Kevin and Joaquin and Archie, which. Joaquin okay. is of contention though, because Veronica's mad that he's there. Um, and it makes that very clear to Kevin. And then Kevin's like, well, he's my boyfriend. And Veronica's like, 
honestly, I can't care that much right now. <laughs> She's so mad. She starts like ranting about like, oh, my dad did this, did this, and this. And Joaquin is listening intently, man. He's like, hello. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you don't trust him. Maybe she's right. Yeah. Um, then Betty and Jughead actually arrive. Uh, and there Jughead is not not thrilled with what is occurring. <laughs> um, he immediately goes to greet Archie and is like, damn, bro, you smell like alcohol. <laughs> Are you drunk? Damn, immediately, like, Archie, fix yourself. <laughs> like, the party has not started yet, and he, like, apparently reeks. Um, so then Betty comes out with a cake and starts singing happy birthday. No one else joins in. It is very weird. Jughead I'm... says it is, quote, haunting. Saying stings is generous. She, like... <laughs> Whales? Like, I don't know. It's the creepiest thing. And it's, it doesn't sound bad. She's a good singer, but it's like, it is haunting. It is. It's creepy. She could not have done it in a more creepy way. Um. So yeah, it's really creepy. And then he's like, that was haunting. Clearly derogatory. And was like, I wish it was just the two of us right now. <laughs> Which, okay, rude as fuck. Like, I don't know where you stand on Jughead this episode, but I'm like, sometimes you've got to put up with shit, dude. Like, come on. Like, everyone's like, okay, so here's my stance on Jughead. Like, yes, it's his birthday, and so, like, he definitely should have some say. I'm like, what's happening? But sometimes, in order for, like, social cohesion to function <laughs> and to not just be like a day you have to like go along with plans or like have people involved in your plans that you wouldn't necessarily like love to be there but they just are because it'd be like you're an asshole if you're like no um this is speaking yeah. of someone who has had a lot of drama around birthdays before <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay there's bet if you don't want this to be the party that's unfortunate but also you can't like talk shit about people in front of them if they showed up to your birthday party like that's not and you not did nice. it at my birthday dinner <laughs> um so doug gets me a dick veronica is now crying um she is messy this episode i love her um archie offers her a drink everyone is messy this episode <laughs> so it's so good it's um, so good archie offers her a drink and she says isn't the new york sophisticate isn't it the new york sophisticate that is supposed to corrupt the small town boy I'm like okay fucking veronica she she's literally like has a kink for this like why is she so obsessed with being like the New York girl that like I don't know this needs to be analyzed seek help Veronica Veronica has an individuality complex that expresses itself in a very weird way <laughs> um and then Archie and Veronica start bonding over their respective family issues and Veronica's like 
my dad is blackmailing me and threatening to send my mom to jail and Archie's like my dad won't even consider getting back together with my mom who he broke up with two years ago rude as fuck (laughs) these two situations are not equivalent we do find out that his mom wanted to leave Riverdale and his dad wanted to stay and that was the main thing that caused them to split up and I'm like yeah Archie what yeah like it's not gonna work what are you gonna do there's yeah there's nothing it's it's a whole thing um anyways so um then Jughead is like not here for the party and he's talking to Betty about it and Betty's upset and she's like why can't you just be normal like just be normal for once he says I'm not normal I'm not wired to be normal (laughs) god Jughead icon is just like a warm-up because they knew that what's happening later needed a like an opening act for Jughead right I was like he started saying that and then I'm like wait this is not this is not no, where I was like, it happens not I it. was like this is not the quote like I'm confused and I was like that's not the beginning of this quote and then I was like oh maybe it's a later episode and this is just like the proto version of that but nope <laughs> we'll get to it um so well those arguments are happening Cheryl and Chuck barge in the front door and they're crashing the party um Archie for some reason agrees and is like okay I guess you can have a party here I guess because he's already drunk I yeah fair enough but fair enough. Not, not the correct choice Archie don't do this um yeah Archie's kind of being a dick to Jughead but I like my notes I just wrote Cheryl in and Chuck arrived to fuck shit up. <laughs> Very um, true. <laughs> and then, so yeah, Archie's like here for it. Jughead is pissed. And then there's like a quick scene of the party before we cut to commercial break. And in this quick scene, they show that there's like a DJ booth fully set up, which makes me, how do they set that up in like two minutes? I have questions. <laughs> me and my dj for my high school house party like okay fucking cheryl and your millions of dollars (laughs) cheryl's like i need a dj here they need to be able to set up within three seconds so we can start dancing at this surprise party um that i was not invited to typical typical friday night typical friday night Anyways, so Jughead is now hiding out in the garage, apparently, and Archie punches in and says, Val's here. I wonder if it's because she wants to make up. And it's like, Archie, sweetie, no, she does not want to make up. I can tell you that, and I have not seen her. Oh, gosh. Archie, I love you. Um, Jughead's like, why are we now? (laughs) Jughead's like, why are we now in the middle of a Seth Rogen movie? Archie's um, in his but, Sally Rooney era and Jughead is in his Jughead era. Um <laughs> who else could possibly crash this party other than FP showing <laughs> up? Um he says that Betty 
called and came by to convince him to come and she's like he she does not give up your girl Jughead is not impressed <laughs> he is not happy he's already having a bummer time and he clearly doesn't want his dad to be there um so yeah Jughead is taking a lot of L's um he's having a rough go at it right now um so then we see Kevin and Joaquin, Joaquin making out and Kevin is like do you want to go to Sweetwater River to like fill around? And I think Kevin might have like a thing for doing it in nature. That's the only explanation at this point. Why is he constantly going there? Like there are clearly rooms upstairs that he and Joaquin can go to. Why would they go to the river when Kevin, last time he went to the river, he found a dead body. Like Kevin same thing because I'm like okay I get you take like moose there during the dance like you've nowhere else to go and it's like a secret this is your actual boyfriend like you could just go upstairs with him like what you're making out in public right now why I don't I don't understand but the weird man this scene what do you make of okay so I'm like what the fuck they are making out like in the middle of the room very publicly but fp is like leaning against the door frame is like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can cut the sexual tension with a knife what this is a grown man watching two teenage boys make out uh maybe don't comment at all i was just like FP is so creepy. What the hell? <laughs> so it was it was uncomfortable. I it made me uncomfortable. Um uh yeah. So then Veronica sees FP and has flashbacks um to seeing her mom deal with him and then is t- like runs into Kevin and is like, what the fuck is the serpent doing here? And he's like, oh, that's Jughead's dad. And you know that? And she's like, the plot thickens. And I think it's literally what she says. <laughs> I love this moment because, like, Veronica could have easily figured out this information earlier. She just, like, conveniently has it and figures it out right now. And she's just like, okay, I guess. Like, so many plot points just happened since then that she's just like, okay, I guess. Yeah. His dad's a servant that my mom was bribing. Why not? Yeah. She's like, that's weird. <laughs> Interesting. Tea, drama. Not that important to me, though. <laughs> um. So Betty's still trying to enjoy the party. She asked Chuck to leave. Um. He's like, no, I'm going to. He's still so clearly mad. He says he can't play football in college now because he got kicked off the team um and blames Betty for that so that's kind of the reason why he's so mad um and she's like I'm sorry that there were consequences to your actions and slaps him (laughs) (laughs) well okay so here she's like I'm sorry you have consequences for your actions first of all I would like to note that his opening line to Betty is are you here to roofie me again which Valid. Valid. <laughs> um after she says like 
sorry there were consequences for your actions <laughs> he says there's like says something along the lines of there I know the real you Betty like you don't even know yourself um and that's when she slaps him I don't know if that's really a defense I mean he's being like creepy and a jerk but also I no, don't know I'm not saying just slap me. I'm not I'm not saying that justifies Betty slapping him <laughs> some additional context just some additional context for the listeners um so then fp and joaquin go to archie's room to have a conversation and he's like "Mm, why are you making out with uh uh, kevin and he's like well i'm doing my job and getting the information um and reveals that veronica said that hiram uh is somehow connected to jason's murder and FP's like, oh, that's not great because I have business with Hiram. Um, and then we get a shot of Alice in Betty's room with binoculars spying on this conversation. Of course. What else would she be doing? <laughs> Everyone in this episode is so unhinged. <laughs> that is so convenient for her because obviously she's just trying to spy on the party to like find a reason to call the cops right and she finds like the most convenient information that she needs to like figure out that fp's there so really alice is winning alice is winning my thing is like why is she spying on archie's bedroom which is like not where the party is happening and we're like teenagers are the most likely to go hook up like it's just questionable choices from Alice you know Ken that's probably what Kevin was thinking he's like I don't know was like you know Alice is definitely spying here I can't go to Archie's room it'd be weird to go to Fred's room let's go to the river solid reasoning okay I don't think Kevin thinks that far in advance but yeah I give I'll give that one to him um so now Betty is talking to Jughead again again who's still hiding out in the garage area um Betty's like sorry I didn't know that other people would crash I thought it was just gonna be like our inner circle and he's like Kevin and Veronica are not even my friends only like you and Archie are which is like okay a little rude (laughs) but (laughs) she (laughs) asks him why he can't be normal (laughs) And he says, I did not write it down. So this is just me monologuing, okay? It's okay. I wrote it down just to, like, be double clear so I can correct you. <laughs> no, I'm scared. Yeah, it's just, I'm weird. In case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm weird. I'm a, I'm a weirdo. weirdo. I don't fit in, and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever <laughs> seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird! <laughs> oh <laughs> god um he's weird he's a weirdo okay he doesn't fit in and he doesn't want to fit in. fit in have you ever seen him without the hat on no i have no, not i haven't either i have not and that's weird that's weird <laughs> <laughs> Also, this just reminded me of the fact that that beanie has got to smell so bad. Just, like, so bad. You know he's not washing it. Oh. That beanie smells. So, Jughead thinks that Betty doesn't care about what he wants for his birthday. Um, And it starts a whole argument 
bad. He's like, you're the perfect girl, the cheerleader, the girl next door. And Betty's like, I hate that word. Like, what is this? It's a, a word. Girl? It's a phrase. <laughs> and he's like, but I'm the kid from the wrong side of the tracks. And you're just waiting around to see if Archie's ever going to want you. This man is in a full spiral. And he's like, I am not one of your projects, Betty. Okay. I'm not about like solving Jason Blossom's murder. I'm, I love that like the acceptable project is solving a real kid's <laughs> murder. Like that's not acceptable either. <laughs> Betty, get a normal hobby. But they're just, they're different on like a cellular DNA level. <laughs> This is an iconic scene. This it's is so good. It's so good. It's, it's like hard to describe because it's just, it like shoots the moon three times and how bad it is to make it good. Like it's not like just once where it's like so bad it's good. It's so bad that it's good and then it gets bad again and then it gets good again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a perfect balance. <laughs> it's peak Riverdale. Um, so, so then after this iconic scene, uh Archie is outside, which isn't it winter? Why are they all hanging out outside in just like a t-shirt? Whatever, we're not gonna go there. Um, and then Archie talks to Val and she like clearly does not want to talk to him, and he's uh like we maybe we made a mistake and she's like we didn't do anything I dumped your ass you're a hot mess and I because I like I thought you were a hot mess and clearly you are so like do not talk to me and then he spills his drink on her which she gets really mad about which like I understand on some level but I've never understood this trope of like because this happens constantly in tv shows with like party scenes where someone is like rushing away because they don't really want to talk to someone and then they like bump into them and that drink spills all over them first of all that scenario just doesn't happen that often <laughs> and secondly you don't usually like scream at them after that you're just like oh fuck you and keep leaving because you were trying to do which whatever that's my rant <laughs> yeah then we get the archie <laughs> it's a nice drunk spinning sequence which like oh my look too real when you lay down after drinking <laughs> Archie gets the spins he's um, always feeling and then this convinces him to drunk dial his dad <laughs> this is the biggest proof you need that Archie is a good kid because he's like he's drunk like he just got in an argument with his ex and he's like I'm gonna call my dad <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Jughead is now trying to leave his own party, um, and Chug does not think that's okay. He's like, you can't leave your own birthday, um, and that's because Cheryl says we haven't even played our game yet. <laughs> Commercial break. The game is Secrets and Sin. Have you ever played Secrets and Sins? Evan? Um, I have not. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even think I know the rules, uh, if they <laughs> exist, which I don't think they do. <laughs> so the rules are you just basically try to cancel people and out people's <laughs> secrets and just like be a menace 
I'm like, this does seem like a fun game. Like, no, I was watching it and I was like, I want to get into a room with all of the worst people I know and play this game. <laughs> I think it would be so fun to be Cheryl in this instance. So Cheryl, of course, is going to start with Veronica. And she's like, okay, so first you show up here. You kiss Archie on the first day. Fuck you. What? You and your mob wife of a mother. <laughs> <laughs> Which fair. And also, like, you know, fair criticism of Veronica. Like, she really never got any backlash from that. You know. And then Veronica's report is, this was all you're doing. And then is like, why don't we talk about you? Um, maybe you killed your brother. And she's Cheryl's like, no, I love my brother. And so she says, yeah, maybe you loved him in a kind of way a sister shouldn't love a brother. And he was weirded out about it and then chose Polly. And so you murdered him. And then they all just move on. <laughs> Riveting, I can't breathe. <laughs> Sorry, yes, she lied so incest, and they're like, okay, and Dilton decides Dilton. to jump in. Why are you here, Dilton? Why are you? Why did you? Yeah, no one knows why Dilton's here, but I love how Dilton is like, they're like, Cheryl's like implying twincest, and then Dilton's just like, I'll go next, and no one's like, no, 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 we need to hear more from Veronica. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Cheryl, rebuttal. Like, what is going on? No, they're just like, okay, yeah, Dilton talk. Um, and so <laughs> Dilton's like, um, so I saw Miss Grundy's car at Sweetwater River. I told Betty and Jughead about this. And then also we all know that Archie was at the river. So like, what's going on with that? And Cheryl says, oh my God, color me shocked. Archie, is that why you have a mediocre, you became a mediocre musician overnight? Because you and Miss Four Eyes were pulling a Mary Kay Letourneau. <laughs> that quote killed me because one, finally someone calls out Archie for being mediocre. Two, Miss Grundy catching stray bullets for having glasses. Like, when's the last time Four Eyes has been used unironically? Like, Cheryl, what? I had this quote was so beautiful. I have so many, so many, so many thoughts. Yeah. Um, I was like, go off Cheryl Collins are cheaper being bad at music. Um and they're all immediately like, oh my god, oh my Archie, god. you're you were banging Miss Grundy. Like as if that is evidence. Like they <laughs> instantly believe it, but there's no real denial. Um so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cheryl then just adds adds even more shame on Archie. Deep breath. I can do this. Wait a second. That also explains why Archie can't keep a girlfriend to save his life. He's got serious mommy issues. Anything to say for yourself, Arch? Were you a victim or a perpetrator? <laughs> and the way she said it gave me big. Were you silent? Or were you silenced energy? <laughs> like, Loki, what is she talking about? Because, like, what? He dated Val and they broke <laughs> up? Like, what do you mean he can't give a girlfriend? <laughs> He's been um, in, like, I one guess... relationship. 
because him and V didn't become a thing. I guess. I guess. Yeah, because he was dating like, Miss Grundy. Because he was dating Miss Grundy. Like, that's not whatever. Um, I did like Betty. the Cheryl, like cor- probably correctly reading Archie and the fact that he definitely has mommy issues. Oh, 100%. Um, Betty, always there to defend Archie, is like, well, Dilton plays with guns, so we shouldn't believe him. And they're kind of like, okay, so we all know he's a crazy dude. Like, we expect Archie to be normal. Like, <laughs> they so many strays here, too, because they're like, yeah, we know he's a psychopath. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dilton, they're just like, that's not, that's not, that's not revealing information to us. Like, we all know he's fucking weird. So let's move on. So many people catching stray bullets and obsessed. Uh, Chuck is getting to like the final act, which is of course telling everyone about Dark Betty, and he goes through the whole story, you know, of whatever drugs in the hot tub, almost drowned. You were dressed like a stripper. You literally thought you were Polly, and. Oh my god. I just listening to the story back, I'm like, this would be so embarrassing for Betty right now. <laughs> like, I know she did all of the things he's saying, but like, I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe like sugarcoated a little bit. Like, this is <laughs> this is really embarrassing for her. If I was Betty, I would be like immediately have been like <laughs> either A <laughs> screaming no. Just be like, he's wrong, he's lying, he like hates women, whatever. B just fled, just left the room. <laughs> that would be the smart thing to do to just leave as soon as Cheryl says secrets and sins. Like, just they should have all just packed up and left. But he was like, I have a lot of secrets, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, so Chuck keeps you know taunting Betty, which makes Jughead punch him. There's a huge fight. Well, not I guess not a huge fight because it kind of ends instantly. But they scruffle and FP jumps in, like apprehends Chuck and kicks him out. And is like, you have to go home. Um, yeah. So good thing FP was there because Jughead would have been fucked. Yeah, Jughead punched him, then immediately got thrown into a glass table. Um. And so then FP's like, party's over, everyone go home. And uh, on the way out, FP stops Jughead and is like, you need to go talk to Betty. And he's like, no, it's over. We're so different. Like, we're done. And FP's like, don't be stupid. You idiot, go talk to Betty. And apparently that's what it took. So he went and talked to Betty. <laughs> he ends with also man up. Because <laughs> Betty needs you. And he's like, okay. Um, convincing. Alice stops by because she apparently, you know, sees the chaos of all the kids leaving. And she's like, FP, what are you doing on this side on this side of the tracks? Ooh. Um, and FP's like, You think you're so much better than me now, Alice, but I I see you even if you pretend to be one of them. I know where you came from. And so it's revealed that Alice was a serpent. Mm-hmm. And he ends with, you're still hot, Alice. Too bad you're a stick in the mud. <laughs> that line. 
which is honestly not even a bad insult. Like that's, I think that's overall a compliment. No, he was like, listen, Alice, we still got it. You're kind of a bitch, but like you got it. And that's, I think honestly, Alice would be like, yes, thank you. Um, all of that is true, and I it support worked. it. Um, so then at Pops, Betty, and Jughead uh, are talking things through. They're having a debrief about what happened last night, or last night. And Jughead reveals, or is just like, I really just don't, I have, like, trauma, and I really just don't handle people doing nice things for me very well. And Betty says, uh, yeah, sorry I didn't tell you about Dark Betty and everything that happened with Chuck. My B, should have trusted you. Um, uh, there's just like this darkness inside of me and it takes over and I wrote in my notes, Betty, that's called being gay. <laughs> everything is a metaphor for being gay. <laughs> uh, being a serpent is a metaphor for being gay. Having dark Betty is a metaphor for being gay. Um, what else? Being gay. Believe it or not, being metaphor gay. for being gay. Honestly, in Riverdale, I think being gay might be the one thing that's not a metaphor for being gay. <laughs> um, yeah. Because all the gay people have way, so many other issues. Like, <laughs> like, they have all got so many other things going on, and it's not being gay. Um... Also, we get Archie <laughs> talking to Veronica after the party, and Archie is like, "I am. What will people think? Like they know this big secret about me now." And Veronica says, which I don't believe is a true statement, but she says that no one will remember anything except maybe that she accused Cheryl of twin incest. Which I'm sorry, that's not true. <laughs> not true, but. A, a good thought generally um you know when you're hungover the next day is like no one will remember that but you know most of the secrets that are revealed aren't like you were having an affair with your teacher that left town like that's kind <laughs> of a big one RG. I think people might remember that typical like normal drunk behavior of just like being a little oversharing or like whatever people probably won't remember um revealing that you roofied someone in a hot tub and almost drowned them while you thought you were your sister and he was her dead boyfriend um that people might remember (laughs) yeah yeah so part of the reason Archie is so embarrassed is because he called Fred the night before and told him not to get divorced um so that's kind of embarrassing. Veronica is like sharing too and is like, well, I don't want my mom to be guilty. Um, so she's like, do you ever, they have a deep conversation about choices and if you ever regret your choices and how all the choices that were ever made landed them in this moment. And like, okay, we get it. It's deep. It's psychological. Um, Archie's like, I messed up. She's like, we all are, you less so than most. And I'm like, that's kind of true. Like, Archie's like pretty, Archie's issues. For Riverdale, Archie is basically issueless. Um, He's got like actual normal problems and no one else does. (laughs) Um, So they are sharing and then of course they kiss, which rapidly turns into like an intense makeout scene because it's Archie and Veronica and that is their whole dynamic. So... 
it's what Varchi, they do. Varchi era begins. Yeah. Um, the next morning, uh, Veronica wakes up in Archie's bed and you're like, oh, and then it pans down and Archie slept on the floor. So he is a gentleman. Um, and at this moment, I realized that Veronica's party outfit kind of slayed. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was like a skirt top combo with like a tiny bit of midriff showing, but not much. Um, the top was a V-neck, but then had like the the straps kind of going oh, across. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was a moment. That was, that was a moment, like period piece. It was a period piece. Um, a nice mini skirt. It was, it, she had a lot going on there. Um, anyway, so she's like sneaking out, you know, morning after. And um, on her way out she, the door, she sees Jughead. And Jughead's like, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. And so she leaves and then goes to the Pembroke and talks to Smithers and says, um, do you, just like talking to Smithers and is like, do you think that my father is a good man? And Smithers is like, I would prefer to not respond. <laughs> Pissed when Smithers said that. Like, like he's like, I am. I am gonna keep my job. I know who. I know whose bags of money pay my salaries. So I'm gonna keep my mouth shut, King. Smithers said, "I plead the fifth. Um, and then she says, "But is my mom good?" And he says, "Yes." And so. Um, I guess that's all the confirmation we need to know that Hermione's not complicit. I, I don't, I don't know, but Veronica seems to be fine with it. <laughs> Smithers, I mean, Veronica's like, you know, it's one of those things that airtight defense would hold up in any court. Uh, so Veronica goes who supposedly has known her since she was like a little girl. Like, it's implied that he's like been her doorman for her, like, entire life is obviously going to have an objective view of Hermione. <laughs> Duh. Uh, so Veronica shows up to the lawyer meeting and Her Hermione's like, oh, you changed your mind. She's like, I believe in you, mom. So I'm going to give the statement, basically. So she's going to do it, but just to protect her mom. So good for her. Yeah. Um, and then Archie is cleaning up the party while Jughead eats breakfast um, and they like are talking and then um, Archie's dad calls him and he declines the call and he's like I don't want to deal with this right now so Archie's like growing uh, moving on becoming somewhat independent and uh, Jughead asks um, Archie about Veronica and then um, Archie's like yeah we kind of hooked up uh, and it's like a little uncomfortable kind of seeming and Jughead's like, don't worry, I won't tell anyone ever. So their secret is safe with Jughead, apparently. There you go. That's nice. Um, Alice brings Betty some Advil in the morning and I'm like, was Betty drinking? Like what? Wasn't she? Yeah, I don't think she was. Also, my thought, Alice is like being weirdly chill about the fact that her daughter was at this party that got like busted up by the serpents whatever and it's just like oh yeah i'm sure she was really drunk and like has a hangover and it's just like fine with it yeah what was that just, i don't even think betty was drinking so i was like okay sure alice just bring in advil seems very out of character for alice to just be like yeah you were hanging out with all of the like 
kids that I've told you multiple times that you shouldn't be friends with and getting drunk. Sounds like a fun time. Good for her. Um, but she really wants to tea on uh, FP and Joaquin and why they were there. And Betty's like, well, Joaquin's dating Kevin. And Alice is immediately suspicious. She's like, isn't it convenient? The serpent dating the son of the sheriff. <laughs> That's what she says. That's what she's Okay. So she's gonna do some investigating on. Um, she also it. says that Riverdale is a small town, but it's not that small of a town. There you go. There you go. How many? Don't you know there's not any nice gay kids at Riverdale? <laughs> Why? Come on, Alice. Alice isn't woke enough to realize that Kevin's dating pool consists of two people. And one of them is in the closet. <laughs> so I guess the next or multiple days later, I don't know, at school, at the blue and gold room, Veronica shows up and she says that she wants to help in the investigation into her father because she's is like, mm, maybe he did. I don't know, kill that kid, I guess. I'll help you look into it. Um and after that, she shows, or she's back at home because she gets a, a package from her dad, from daddy, of course, that's what the note says, because Veronica, and what is it other than pearls that say, that says, thanks for your help. So yeah. king of doing deals inside prison. Pulling strings behind bars. I also want to note that, um, Veronica brings Betty baked goods and Betty remarks the last time you brought me baked goods was because you kissed Archie and Veronica just awkwardly chuckles <laughs> you could better keep that secret um yeah so then we uh are wrapping up Jughead starting narrating and Archie finishes up cleaning right before uh his dad arrives knocks on the door and says like we're home he springs up and who do we see Molly Ringwald oh my god Archie's lesbian mom is here <laughs> screaming um who knows oh no what's gonna happen are they gonna get back together why is she in Riverdale? She must say. Find out next episode. <laughs> um, there's also a really weird. Sorry, <laughs> that's the end. But also, I just noticed, and it was like took me out of the scene that there's like a really weird cover of walking on a gym playing during this whole scene, and it's like super slow and kind of creepy. <laughs> oh, I did not notice that. I did. Um. Anyways thoughts on the episode oh so good it was very fun um i have to say i mean do we even have to do quotes do you have a quote that's not the quote because mm -hmm. you just what what is it cheryl's monologue obviously you kind okay. of bimbos didn't even vote. <laughs> so your stuttering sap heads are too dim to exercise your own rights. And you've got the combined vocabulary of a baked potato. <laughs> Dude, I'm not, I'm weird, okay? I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in 
and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without the stupid hat on? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. We know that that is the true quote I mean, of the episode. That's the best quote in the app. I like scanned through. I was like, okay, what's the second best quote? Because that's like obviously the best one. And I audibly screamed when Cheryl said that to her random Vixen friends. Um, so I chose that one. Um, but yeah. For my favorite outfit, I, as much as I hate to say it, it has to be Betty's party mm-hmm. outfit with the crown, the Junkhead crown sweater. Come on. That's probably my favorite, but if I had to pick a second one, I'd go with Veronica's party outfit because it was also great. <laughs> um, okay. What character should we do today? Who haven't we done? You know who we have to do? Because I don't know if he comes back is Chuck. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's ever seen again. So Um, we are doing the Kinsey scale from exclusively heterosexual to exclusively homosexual. Chuck, what's his last name? Clayton? Clayton. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Okay, okay, we're on the same page. Evan said a zero. I said a one. Now, my logic in saying one was that he will definitely be in a frat in college. And I feel like there'll just be like some antics that like earn him a one. He would definitely join that kind of fraternity. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, some form of nudity will be involved and it'll spark like some weird corner of his brain and he'll freak out about it for like a day and then move on with his life. Because yeah. he's just a one, you know? Like he's it's a like, one. Yeah. Um. No, I see that. I was going to going with zero because in my opinion, even if he was a one, I think he's repressed it so much that nothing, nothing will spark that. <laughs> Are you arguing you can't lower your score? Um, no. What, what are the ethical consequences of that <laughs> statement? <laughs> what are you thinking of that? That's like, you know, in the office when Dwight's like, I can raise or lower my blood pressure at will. <laughs> and it's like, why would you want to raise it? So to lower it. <laughs> with the Kinsey scale <laughs> but why would you want to lower it so I could raise it because obviously being gay is better yeah obviously um but yeah no I just don't I, Chuck no I don't see it nothing nothing about that um, yeah anyways but yeah so another iconic episode down Ooh, I will say, episode 10 I think that people screaming secrets at each other in a crowded space might be my favorite trope in television. Actually, my second favorite. Which is basically what Secrets and Sin is, when they're, like, all revealing secrets at the same time and, like, trying to get out of being their secret revealed, like, by pushing it onto someone else. Fun moment. Um, Only second to two characters that hate each other are locked in a building together and have to overcome their differences. Because they're, like, locked together for however many hours. I think that that trope is really bad and stupid and I love seeing it. (laughs) I hate that trope, okay. (laughs) 
you can uh, reach out to us. Let us know what your thoughts are on the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Um, hear what your favorite iconic fits of the episode or your favorite quotes of the episode are. You can reach out to us at um, Cheryl's B words at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at Cheryl's Bitches or find us on Instagram at Cheryl's Bitches and TikTok at Cheryl's Bitches as well. So um, that is Cheryl's B words at gmail.com if you want to send us an email and Cheryl's Bitches on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check us out, please. <laughs>